You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, welcome to the Wickhackers Podcast with me, Daniel Coy, where I will be taking you behind the scenes of the hair side of the entertainment industry. You never know where my rants will go, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Before we start this episode, if you haven't installed this already, go to the Apple App Store and download the Broadway Podcast Network app. This podcast, as well as BPN's vast library of other top theater-adjacent live events, storytelling, audio plays, everything is all right there in the app. It integrates the YouTube channel. You can configure push notifications. It's got full integration with Apple CarPlay, so you can listen safely in your car. You can also add non-BPN podcasts to the app so it can replace all of your existing antiquated podcast apps. So make sure to check out the Broadway Podcast Network app in the Apple App Store now or get it easily by visiting bpn.fm slash app. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wig Hackers Podcast. And what a treat do I have today? I know our our chance, our meeting was actually with makeup, but we have come back full circle again. So everyone, please welcome Broadway's Kevin Smith Kurtwood. Woo woo! I need, I need like a horn. I need a horn. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. It's been like kinky boots you know, Vanity Fair photo shoot is where we met. Boop. That's right. That was a minute ago. One or two minutes ago. (laughs) Right. You were so amazing though. And you let my face have it. Right. So people, okay, you know, in the union, we have to do hair or makeup. Broadway's a little bit different, but I was doing makeup for this gig. So that's how we met. I just wanted to give every, all the listeners, like the real behind, like I, I, I beat it a mug. I beat it a couple mugs. For filth. <laughs> filth. Oh my God. And then the nicest thing you did for me after the that was over, I still had some questions about getting my eyebrows right. Do you remember you made stencils for me? You made eyebrow stencils for me and brought them up to the theater. The sweetest, oh, sweetest. That's... They got used, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but then you once you get to know it, once you do it, you you know it. I mean, oh yeah, you know, I'm... I had, but you know, I wasn't. You know, I, I had never glued eyebrows down before, even when I'd done drag before in the past. Mm. So that was a whole new thing. So 
it, it took them practice to the to, to get you know my eyebrow down but you're right once i got once you knew yeah bam yeah. okay well i mean we can start there give a little background give a little background give us the broadway give me give us the broadway tour <laughs> <laughs> of kinky boots or of my life no. are you of you no of you we i uh, mean yeah, I you. love it. Well, I mean, I made my Broadway debut in the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, um, which I understudied Chip and Mitch, and that was awesome. I got to wear a fun wig in that. That was Dred's unit. Remember Mitch Mahoney oh. would wear the um, <laughs> Dreads, so that was fun. But uh, I also was in a show called Dragapella, starring the Kinsey Six, which is an acapella singing barbershop harmony drag group. Uh, they do parodies and it's all live singing and hilarious comedy stuff. But we had big, huge, you know, 60s wigs and uh, fonts. And I had oh this huge, gorgeous Diane Carroll style brown wig that was amazing. So I've had some, I've been lucky in my career. <laughs> uh, I mean, I to wear some amazing hair hats uh, and then, of course, kinky boots. I'm okay. So we'll, we'll back it up. When was your first wig? Ooh. Ooh, my my first wig I remember was in high school. I got from the Goodwill. Oh, they had a a bin of like elder, seniorly people's wigs, <laughs> and there was I found this little short blonde old lady's wig, and honey, I chopped her up and gave her a like salt and peppery kind of asymmetrical oh. you know fluff. <laughs> And wore her for Halloween. And that was my first wig. Because, you know, back then, it was oh. like, it wasn't, it wasn't it just wasn't like, wig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, do I remember. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So then, so then when was your first lace wig? Tell me that experience. When was the first time, like, the whole, you know, because probably it's a little different. You know, we do things. Broadway, yes, exactly. I did have a, a lace wig with the Kinsey Six, but they they still were not as nice as the Kinky Boots wigs. I mean, when, when I sat in that chair and they, you know, they do the head wrap for you and they, you know, wrap it in plastic and then tape and then mark your hairline out, and I got to decide, you know, let's have a sweetheart in the hairline. <laughs> And things like that. And then it comes and it just slides right onto your head and just with that silky smooth fit. It's amazing the way the lace just disappears. Real lace. Oh yeah. Real lace. Real lace. <laughs> and and then and then when I was doing my show Classic Whitney Alive, Savannah, hair goddess, Savannah. Yes! designed my first few wigs and she hooked me up with some amazing lace fronts. And she actually built a unit or two for me. She's, I mean. She's a, a powerhouse. So, I mean, we we go way back, Zabana and I. So, oh my God, I miss her so much. I've been trying to get her to do the podcast because she has some some stories to tell. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. With, She's giving me some good ones. Was it Richard? Richard Orton, right? Was the Richard? Yeah. Yeah, Richard. Supervisor. Okay. <laughs> oh, Richard. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, what was your favorite wig? Favorite wig that you always like? Mm, that's my fave. There is uh, one of my classic Whitney Alive wigs. Uh, is is the look that Whitney Houston wore to I think the '96 Grammys. 
no, 94 Grammys, all white <clears throat> down with the up twist, French twist, huh? with and the top, then curls coming yeah. out. You know what I mean? I have that, and she gets used because she, she gets used. It's so glamorous. Where where did this come from? Where did classic Whitney Alive come from? From my head, my heart, and my spirit, man. <laughs> I've always been in the ultimate Whitney Houston fan because of. You know, I grew up in the in the late eighties, early nineties, and when she was just everything and everything. boundaries and success and stunning, and I was a high belter who sang in church too. So just so many reasons I identified with her, and then she passed away, and I always knew that I wanted to do a tribute show of some sort, but then she passed away, and I said, let's you know, I need to do it, and then every time that I had. I was in a show where I was doing drag. I was in Kinky Boots at the time. And every time I'm in drag, people are like, you look like Whitney Houston. You should do Whitney Houston. So I, I thought, well, why not make my tribute show a show where I actually become her mm-hmm. as opposed to me just putting on a suit and singing songs. And, and also I'm not just putting on a dress. I'm actually becoming oh. her. And I got to take my love of her and research and watch hours and hours and hours of interviews, concert footage. And then I put, typed up some, a script that was clips of things that she'd actually said. And to tell this sort of, you know, story of her coming down from heaven one night only to be reincarnated in my body to do a retrospective concert. And we thought it would be one night for fun, and we just celebrated our five-year anniversary. I mean, so, <laughs> it's taking me all over the world on cruise ships, and even <laughs> I performed in her living room as her in her mansion. The current owners of her mansion. So, yeah. Oh, what was that like? Like, like, so feel her, man. I'm telling you, I will never forget that night. I got. They let me get dressed in her bedroom. Her boudoir in her closet where she was getting dressed. It was insane. I sat at her at her vanity in her bathroom, dressed as her, sipping cup of tea, looking at a picture in front of me of her sitting in that very spot on her wedding day, in her wedding dress. It was mind blowing. (sighs) It was the energy you could just feel. There was just there's so much energy in that house, man. I got to go into the stand and sing in her vocal booth where she recorded so many of her hit, you know what I mean? Oh. It was a day I will never, ever forget. Actually, it was two days because I went the day before and had a tour of the space and got to hang out. I will never forget the experience. Oh my God. It's amazing. I'm just trying to, I'm like, wow, I, I have goosebumps. Like I could only imagine because that that was a show. That was when I tell you, everyone was like, hurry up, we got to go to the show. So people are like, maybe I'll call out and I'll just go. So like, uh, who was it? What show was I on? What show was I on? And they wanted to go see it. Dang it. I'm too old for this, to be honest, to remember. <laughs> oh. Take your time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it, it will come to me. Anyway, so with what does a wig do for you as a performer? Because I know most of your characters, most of your your roles that you've played, wigs actually, you you wore a wig, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, what what does it do? What does how does it affect your role? That like, give me give me the the breakdown. Um. Well, a costume. I think the wig is the final costume piece that pulls the whole character together. I, I, I'm character actor. 
And so I, I like to create characters and, and, and study behaviors and, and mannerisms, but then the visual, the, the wig and the costume is the, the, the visual that brings it all together. And so, you know, it, it, there's a feeling of completeness when, when, you put, when you put the wig on, you know, mm. especially if you're doing drag, especially I, when you're doing drag. But even when you're not doing drag, like I said, the Mitch Mahoney, you know, mm. that character wouldn't have been who it was, you know, allowed to be if it didn't have that, that hat to the back with the dreads, like the hair and the wig pulls it, pulls the characterizations all together. So it's so important. It's, it's the final, the final kiss, the final. Have you ever had a bad wig? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I would say that my first wig was a very bad wig. <laughs> I'm t- that blonde one, the, the blonde old lady wig. I wore that in an amateur night competition Oh, when I was 16 years old. And an older black drag queen said to me, that wig don't fit you right in the back. You look like a recovering cancer patient. (laughs) Read me for filth. So I would say that was probably my worst wig. Okay. All right. All right. You know, listen, sometimes you, and and for Halloween, I've worn bad shaking goes. (laughs) Right. But that's, I mean... There's a time and place for everything, you know, especially with wigs. There is so much versatility and that's like theater really, I think, I don't want to say that's where they started, but like, that's where we use them the most effectively, you know, like how many wigs did you have in kinky boots? Uh, Five. Well, I had a, a base unit. I had a base unit that was braids and then they would just pop these attachments onto them, an Afro puff, a big curly bouncy puff. So actually four, and then I had one full unit that was built for me. That was a, this frohawk. Mm. It was braided frohawk with red tips. And it was, that was my favorite kinky boots wig. It okay. was just badass and rock and roll. And and what I also loved about the design of my kinky boots angel wigs is that it was, they were natural. You know, it featured braids and natural girl, natural black girl styles. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think that happens all the time no, in, no. In, in on Broadway when you have an actor who's of color. So I thought that that was a, a really genius part of the design. I Because celebrate that. At that time, there wasn't, there wasn't, oh, from the wig side, we really never have, something's always off, you know, or they get, I think, wig stylists will get intimidated by all of the maintenance and all of that but you had such an amazing crew on kinky boots i mean sabana can turn you know two wefts of hair into you know a full on whatever you need it's true true. and and also having having a woman of color you know on the team she knew to you know tie my braids down at night she would, you know, fluff my Afro puff, you know, and, and, and spray Afro sheen on it because she knew how to handle, handle hair. Pain. Yeah. It, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing. Things are, things are changing and, and happening. In the it's hair. so hard. I mean, even 
even in the, the design rooms, you know, and like, what are people doing? What are people wearing? What are people, you know, I don't think producers understand that part, you know, like, I think it's the creatives part and then like the actor part and we're hair people are kind of in that middle zone because we have to talk to the big ones, but we have to talk to the actors, try to make sure everybody's on the same page. And now the conversations have changed so much, which is great. You know, and education is is key. I personally feel because uh, most people didn't didn't put natural curls on on stage, right? Or even on camera for that matter, right? You know, so like that's even like a whole nother like conversation we can go down. But you know, but when you do Whitney, do you have a, a regimen? What's your what's your regimen? What's your what's your process? Lots of sleep. <laughs> lots of steaming on my steamer which is my, my, I always keep my steamer right here trusty <laughs> yes hands um, reach oh yes honey lots of sleep lots of steam try to take care of myself as best as I can it's it's and then it's tough because I'm also the producer and and you know so I'm managing everything, all the things managing people but my favorite thing is once sound check is over sound check is usually earlier in the afternoon so you know one two o'clock for a nine thirty show sometimes mm. and uh, after sound check is done I'm usually able to send everybody away and Joe's Pub lets me have my dressing room all day and I can finally just relax I take a little nap. I listen, put some Whitney on, turn the lights down. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Meditating and just have that space for myself before I have to get up and do the two hour process of getting into. Okay, so it's two hours. Great. I want to know the full, give me the full rundown. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it's so like, it's, it's method to the madness, you know? And I, now that it's not just a one-off, right? It's not just that one night only. Now it's a system. So get, I want to hear, I, I want, and I'm sure every, all my listeners want to hear, like, what's that process of getting into, you know, an icon? Like, <laughs> that's some pretty big shoes to fill. And those vocal cords, honey! They are indeed. <laughs> and, and a lot of that two hours is spent navigating that vocal cord, those vocal cords. After, after a nap, I need to rewarm up. Oh, yeah. And that's, so, but I like to put on some gospel music and slowly start to warm up. By then, I've, earlier in the day, I've done scales and things, so I can slowly just start to slowly sing over the course of the next hour and a half mm. as I'm getting ready. I like to wait and to shave until that day of, especially with some of the things that I have end up wearing. So between shaving, washing my face, and sh- that means my head, my, you know, everything. 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 Because at the end of this, I'm tucking, you know, and, and because of the outfits that I wear. And how many how many outfits do you have? I usually, I mean, I, I've never repeated an outfit <laughs> in, in, in any of my shows. And I usually do two. I started with three, but I usually do, do two. Um, okay. Technically three, because I come out in the, the tracksuit that she wore for <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner. And it's rip away, and I rip it away, and I have a bodysuit on. She loved a bodysuit, so I always yeah. have a bodysuit. <laughs> Custom made, usually. Uh, 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 and then I switch into a gown for later, and then, and then sometimes we have an encore outfit. 
Of no, course. Full out, honey. Full out. I mean. Crap. So, you know, warming up and then the make, you know, starting the makeup with everything from primer, letting that set in, gluing down eyebrows takes some time. Ooh. All the while I'm steaming and got my uh, <laughs> steamer going and I'm humming and singing along to my gospel music and possibly answering texts or dealing with, you know, the Joe's Pub staff that are coming in or and my musical directors coming in then and. You know, so it's a barrage constantly of people as I'm getting dressed and warming up. So yeah, all leading to finishing the makeup, putting on the stocking and the tights. Stocking and the tights, you love it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and putting the wig on. And then I usually wait to tuck and put my costume on the like the last 15 minutes before places. Oh. Oh so my. It's a, it's a thing, you know. <laughs> I have to run downstairs to the band and a background singer's dressing room to remind them about something, or my, I might have to have a conversation with my managers who come and check on me, and the director comes and checks on me. So it's that two hours leading up to the show is jam packed. <sighs> and, but also, it's like, it, you, I, you, you almost sort of feel yourself becoming that strong, confident, powerful diva boss who, who was running it. You know? Legit. So oh it's, it's quite the process. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I can't wait to be doing it again live. I know. I know. Oh, so what have you been doing to keep yourself occupied during this? I'll just say I hiatus. I hiatus indeed. <laughs> Indeed. I've actually been been keeping pretty busy to be truthful. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm lucky and I'm glad about it. It it's not the same as our industry being open. But I shot a documentary last summer that that actually that followed three New Yorkers around and, and dealing with their life and how COVID has changed it. Mm -hmm. And and I represented, you know, performers and Broadway performers and got to tell the story for us artists and how we were impacted. And uh, so I shot that for four months last year and it premiered in November on German television and in 10 European countries around the world. <laughs> and uh, now it's on YouTube, you can see it. And uh, so that was amazing. What's the name of it? It's Let's called, tell the people. <laughs> it's called The Inequality Crisis. <sighs> New York, rich and poor the inequality crisis. Oh, uh, okay. It's very, it's out. in depth and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful story and I, I'm really proud. I'm glad that we did it. I think it's gonna stand as a nice historical piece for this time. And it's got a lot of, gotten a lot of great response. It's got like 1.7 million views on YouTube alone. <laughs> I've been getting messages from all over the world from people in, being encouraging and supportive and loving. So that's really sweet. And then, so, you know, it just helps me to like stay positive, stay creative. I've been doing a lot of virtual concerts, virtual performing. Yeah. Uh, still virtually performing for church, churches. We've done a lot of virtual benefits. I've lately started to do some voiceover work. As you see, I got my- I mean- Right, Scarlet <laughs> Studio. So that's been amazing to, in the past few months actually. To, that started to pick up. Also auditioning, we're, we're, we're doing the TV film, you know, line right now. Oh, yes, it we're is. In, we're in that line, in that queue. Queue, <laughs> until the things come back. No, of course. Exactly. Of course. So, so through your career, you have 
I mean, Broadway has been your your gig, right? So people who who want to do theater, <laughs> what what would you tell them? What kind of inspiration would you give them? I know the temperature right now is little rough because everyone everyone is out of a gig like the best of the best are out of a gig right now Mm -hmm. so what would you say to keep inspiring them to keep going or or not whatever what i mean you could be like "Mm, girl go flip burgers you know like i mean i mean (laughs) i mean if it's flipping burgers or being an actor i'd say (laughs) go try to be an actor maybe because you can always go flip burgers but (laughs) I honestly lately have been trying to tell people this, you know, it's things are really tough right now. It's tougher than normal to be trying to be, be an artist, especially if you're just now trying to become an artist. So I'm telling people, look, be honest with yourself, make sure that your talent and your passion are aligned. Mm -hmm. So many people are so talented but don't really have the drive and the, go, the, the passion and the stick-to-itiveness, as they want to say, to really make it happen. And then there are a lot of other people who are so determined and have so much fight and they will get up in the morning and go wait on that non-equity line or the, you know, but the talent doesn't really align mm-hmm. with where their passion is. So I think you people have to really be honest in this day and age and make sure that your ta- talent and your passion are actually aligned and then if that's the case then buckle in baby put your put your you know put your running shoes on and go do it because if 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 those two things are aligned it's not always going to be an easy road but man i've had such a fun wonderful fulfilling life and career in so many ways you know and i don't regret it you know, my life choices at all. Mm-hmm. You know? And and I, I don't have, you know, three Grammys and three Tonys and I still have goals and things I want to do, but I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. <sighs> so when it gets tough, I can remember that, you know? And so that's what, what I'm telling people. What made you pick musical theater? Ooh. High school, back to high school. And that wig. And that wig. <laughs> I always loved to dress up, as as you can tell. But I didn't know what Broadway and theater was really until I went to a, a school in Ohio. I'm from Toledo, Ohio. Midwest kids. Yes. Um, called St. John's Jesuit High School. It's an all boys, oh. white Jesuit Catholic school. Boy. But they had a fierce theater program. I, and this a priest who directed the musicals knew that I sang and he said, I think you should audition for Hello, Dolly. And I was like, Hello, Dolly. I'm from the hood, sir. <laughs> I sing in church and I will conduct your liturgical choir, but I don't, Hello, Dolly. <laughs> and he convinced me to audition. I was in the chorus of that show and that was it. it. I was bitten by the bug. I had so much fun. I mean, I got to polka dance with Dolly. <laughs> and I was bitten, man. And then he started to pick shows like that would be good for me. So he cast me in nicely, nicely, as nicely, nicely Johnson and Guys and Dolls my sophomore year. The Scarecrow and the Wind is my junior year. And Valentine in Two Gentlemen of Verona, 
the musical senior year. And then he pointed the way to come to New York City. He said, don't go to Ohio State University and take the full ride scholarship that you have. Take out loans and scholarship and financial aid because you need to go to Fordham University in New York City or NYU. And I applied to both. NYU I got into, but they didn't give me as much money as Fordham, the Jesuit school. And but it, that changed my life. Him telling me to audition for Hello Dolly, <laughs> casting me in those shows, and then telling me, go to New York City, kid, you should do this. Yes. Oh my. So if there is someone, I don't know, I, I know my people are everywhere who are listening, but like if there's someone who is, I don't want to say a smaller town, but someone in middle America who needs a little inspirational kick, what would you tell them? Mm, needs a little inspirational kick. Use use social media and to reach out to people, you know? And, and I mean, if you have people that you admire and look up to, you know, support them, you know, support what they, you know, and reach out to them. A lot of them will exchange energy with you and be encouraging for you. And, you know, you don't have to feel like you're isolated if you're in a smaller town anymore. Mm. Because of the internet and social media. Take advantage of that, you know? I wish I had it. Really? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, MySpace was just a thing. It was just <laughs> starting. I mean, you know, ARL chat was like a big night out. So yeah. and then they, you know, that they that they have YouTube even at their fingertips uh, to be able to watch, you know, do your research. Go watch, you know, Tony's performances from days uh-huh. past and and Grammy's performances and live performances and, you know, bootleg Broadway shows on, on, oh. on YouTube. And, and, and let that, you know, inspire you and, and also educate you on, on the craft and the business. And yeah, take advantage of, of all of that. What's one business part of the industry that I don't want to say sideswiped you, but was like, oh, you know what I mean? One of those aha moments. Especially in theater, I, I know oof, I've been slapped across the face with a couple of those. Like, what is the, the toughest one that you've had to overcome? I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm a black queer man in show business. <laughs> I have been slapped across the face many a time by this. You know, I have a good therapist, but what can I say? I I, I sometimes don't like to 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 go into a lot of detail because I feel like sometimes even in giving I don't know I just giving things power okay yeah no but but I will say that one of the things that I that I it took me a while to learn is how things like typecasting work okay Mm -hmm. and and you know, I was so paranoid for so long about how I was going to be perceived and what roles I was going to be cast in. And uh, that, for instance, I, when I was doing Dragapella starring the Kinsey Six, they wanted me to join the group permanently. I toured with them for a year and a half. And I said, no, I still want to be an actor. I'm not, I don't want to be a drag queen only. And I left the group to do go on my Broadway dreams. And, and I did reach Broadway with Spelling Bee and then did some other things. And, but I realized I had to create stuff for myself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Opportunities yeah. for myself because of my type. 
quote unquote, because mm-hmm. of the basically is about how people see me casting wise producers. And so I had to reckon with that. And that was really hard. But then I started creating things for myself even before Classic Whitney. This is my fourth solo show that I've created. I've produced two off-Broadway uh, musicals with my friends from college that start, that I got to star in and co-write. So, but then it was ironic and I got to do these other things that weren't drag. And then it's ironic that I would end up in the biggest show of my career back on Broadway <laughs> in drag. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Isn't the that thing that a- I was running from was actually and and I think and I had to learn that thing that RuPaul says is you know learning to take what other people see as your weakness and you consider it and think of it as a strength. Mm-hmm. And and once I once I clicked in with that and stopped worrying about what people were gonna what box they were gonna try and put me in and just started living in the truth of all of my gifts. You know what I mean? Then that's that's how I created Whitney. You know, so. Oh my gosh, I okay. So where can people find you? What can they? What, what what can we see from you? Where can they find you? What's coming up? What's new? What's exciting? Give us it all. You can totally find me on all social media, of course. You can visit my website www.kevinsmithkirkwood.com. I'm always updating uh, with news and reviews and photos and videos and things like that. Yeah. Also, my resume, my contact info for my managers are there for professional inquiries. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Kevin Smith Kirkwood on Facebook, Kevin Smith Kirkwood on Instagram, K Smith Kirkwood on Twitter. What's coming up? I See You and You See Me is a film produced by Queen's Theater, written and directed by Harris Duran, that premieres actually tomorrow online. If you go to the Queen's Theater website, you can, there's a, there'll be a link starting tomorrow where you can click and watch this film that is a really special film that's been put together with actors doing monologues written by Queens residents about their experiences during COVID. So it's beautiful, it's harrowing. It was filmed socially distanced. I'm I'm acting in it and also dancing in it. So that's- Yes! That premieres April 22nd. Tomorrow, yeah. April 22nd, tomorrow. (gasps) And uh, so you can find that online after that. And then some other fun things coming up. I'm, I'm directing the, a production of Kinky Boots this summer at the Weather Vane. Yes, I did do that on IG. On yes! So things are, things are looking up. <gasps> oh my gosh, so great. Thank you so much for being on. And we'll have to catch up again after you do your, your Kinky Boots, you Please. know. Yes! So oh awesome. This was so great. So much oh. fun. Thank you for joining. All right, everyone, make sure you check him out so we can have some more fun times. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Wig Hackers. I love talking about all things hair and wigs. So if you have questions, comments, queries, concerns, come follow me on Instagram. I have so much information there at Daniel Coy Official. I love helping and inspiring other hair artists and enthusiasts. So don't be afraid to reach out. And remember, Do your hair because if you're looking good, you're feeling better.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.